welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hello, Falcha. This is Laura O'Brien. And today we're going to look at how to set up an Irish pagan altar. So it's not too difficult. You can use really any flat surface. So it could be just a corner of a desk or a table. It could be a shelf on a wall. It could be a bookshelf or a chest with drawers or shelves underneath. And you can really use whatever works. My friend Pat suggested on Facebook the other day that people could set up a pile of books as an altar. And that's absolutely acceptable. Honestly, whatever works, whatever is going to be useful for you, depending on your living situation, whether it needs to be discreet or can be flamboyant, centre stage in your room, all of that is good. So for me, fire is vital to practising Irish paganism, in my opinion, because the hearth and home fires are so much a part of our culture. So be sure that you have some sort of live flame, if possible, on your altar. And here in Irish paganism, connection to place is very important too. So having something that represents the place or places that are important in your practice. If you have a particular place in Ireland, say, that you want to connect to, you could literally print out a map of that and have it folded up or just a map of Ireland. You could have a photograph or a picture or a little clay model of a particular place, a hill, a fairy fort, a Rathcrohan mound, whatever suits you, an archaeological drawing or map. Honestly, that connection to place is so important. And I would say if you are going to visit a place that is sacred or special, then rather than bring a stone or soil or anything like that to actually have something that is regenerative. So bring a little bottle with you or a vial and collect water from that place in a puddle or from a river or stream close by or something like that. Or even pick up a, a leaf or I won't say a flower, but something that's going to be dropped anyway. Anything that will physically or tangibly represent or connect to that place is fine, but please make sure it's a renewable resource. What I don't want to suggest is people are going to a sacred hill or a mound and taking stones back out of there because we have millions of people who come to Ireland for tourism purposes, whether that's sacred or not. And if every one of ye took stones out of it, then we would have nothing left on the island. So I just wanted to make sure that was very clear. So on an altar then, representation, excuse me, representation of deity is good. But don't get caught up in finding the perfect statue or painting. It probably doesn't exist, to be honest. The gods are essentially formless and anything after that is us trying to visualise them so that we can build relationship. And sometimes they may take a form that is conducive to that building of relationship with us. So stick to the basics as you begin and see what develops over time. So, for example, there is a lot of sexy Morrigan art and statues. And for me, anyway, personally, 
that does not in any way represent how we can see the Morrigan acting or behaving within her actual lore and stories. So in whatever form or in whichever of the representations of the Morrigan that you're working with. And please don't come at me with she has sex. Yes, she has sex. That doesn't mean she is a sex goddess, right? There's there's a difference. Um, if the Morrigan, for example, was going to take a form, it would probably be more muscular, um, at least with the ability to use the spear or spears, multiple, that she is carrying in some of the stories. So that kind of thing is important. But what we do have is crow imagery or heifer cow imagery or eel imagery or wolf imagery. And those are all associated with the Morrigans. So that would be what I would mean by sticking with the basics. Okay. Ritual tools on your altar are optional depending on your tradition or practice. I have two large carved walking staffs, which is one bog oak and one yew. And I have given the bog oak one to John and I've kept the yew one for myself. They, to me, represent the Morrigan and the Dagda, the oak one and the yew one. Um, But they obviously don't fit on my altar, so they just live in our home. you can, a lot of people go into like wands and atemes and all that stuff. If that's part of your practice, that's fine. But it doesn't really have a place, for me anyway, that kind of weaponry or tools or anything like that don't really have a place in my current native Irish practice. So the most important thing for any pagan altar is to find and use items that are special to you, that make sense to you, that represent your relationship to your gods, your ancestors, your actual spiritual practice, what brings you joy, what brings you connection, and what you know represents those relationships with and to you. So that is what should be on your altar. I would also suggest maybe something for offerings. So little glasses or dishes or whatever. I might do another podcast on pagan offerings because that is something that comes up. So make sure you subscribe to not miss that. And then another question we get would, would be, what direction should a pagan altar face? And honestly, I don't even know what direction my altar is facing. That is particularly coming from a probably like a Wiccan neo-pagan or contemporary pagan tradition. And there is maybe something to be said for the North as a place of power um, within older traditions. But generally, I think whatever is actually going to suit, again, your life, your living situation, your, you know, how you can actually use and work with an altar in your home space. That is going to be the most important part. So just put it wherever works for you in your home so you can see it and connect with it every single day. And I promise that is more important than getting it right by anybody else's standards or rules. So how would you use a pagan altar? Now, I connect with mine every single day in some way. It's here behind me in my office. And if I'm recording a video, it's there. You can actually physically see it behind me. Some days I will just literally give it a bit of a dust or a tidy 
maybe light a, a tea light or a votive candle on it or beside it. Other days I might sit in front of it for an hour or more using divination or journeying for communicating with my deity or an ancestor or any kind of entity that I again forming or maintaining relationships with. So I personally have a health meditation practice every day that I don't do at my altar. But when I'm doing my guided journeying, that would be where I would do it generally, unless I'm out on site or something like that. If I'm in my home, I would connect there at my altar. And sometimes you might do rituals like celebrating seasonal cycles, rites of passage, devotion to deity. And you might decorate it with extra special or symbolic items for the duration of that season or that ritual. So these are all good uses of a pagan altar. And if you're working alone or just starting to figure out your Irish pagan practice, please experiment with it and find what's right for you. Take notes, keep a record, watch for patterns over time and improve as you go. Figure it out as you go. But seriously, try and do something every day. Now, there's going to be all sorts of excuses and all sorts of reasons coming to mind why you can't do something every day. The something that you do might be literally acknowledging it with a nod as you walk by. Um, in our household, John has been known to finger guns the morrigan as he's walking by the altar. Now, I don't recommend that. I genuinely don't recommend that. But it is a conscious acknowledgement. So again, it could just be a little dust, a tidy, sitting for two minutes just to actually acknowledge, take some breaths. And it can be as simple as that. But please try and do something every day. Do it consistently. If you miss a day, just go back and do it the next day. Try not to miss two days in a row, right? Life happens. You might miss a day. That's fine. But try not to miss two days. Try not to let it go for three or four days or a week. Because that's how you fall out of practice. And Irish pagan practice, or any pagan practice to be honest, but especially the Irish stuff, is about building relationship. And to do this, you need to show up consistently and do the work. Doesn't always have to be big work or important work or hard work, but it's all part of the work. So hopefully that has been useful for you today. And if so, again, please leave us a review and make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast. So, Slongafol and I will see you next time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slongafol and we will see you next time.